Let us worship God. reading from the Gospel of Luke, the 11th chapter, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will may we discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, Amen. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
Our reading continues this morning from the Gospel of Luke, the 11th chapter. Let us continue listening for God's word for us this morning. And Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will you give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will the heavenly parent give the Holy Spirit to those who asks? May God add a blessing to our reading this morning. It's so good to be back with SAPC because I have been around. Summertime is a time for pastors to go on break, and I'm a guest preacher, so I am in demand mostly during the summer. So I've been preaching many different places, but my heart has been here with SAPC. This is where I am a parish associate, and this is where I love to worship. So I'm so thankful to be back with you. One of the things that I really love about this community is it is a community of prayer. So many different types of prayer that happen in and through this community. There is this gathering, this worshipful community gathering for prayer in word, in song, in silence. All of that is so beautiful. And the Wednesday evening Taizé services that are continuing to bring us these moments of peaceful calm with song and silence and opportunities to pray. And when we are in this space together with the cross back in the back to be around, such times for prayer are so important to the life of this community. But it's not just in these worship times here in this space or virtually but it's also in the retreats that this community has. This past December, I was able to finally, for the first time, participate in the Advent retreat, and it was such a blessing 
to be in community together, to pray together and to pray individually, to listen to God's word for us for the season of Advent and to hear God's invitation to us through those words. It gave us a time to pause and to really deepen ourselves in that word and in God's call to us. Companions on the Inner Way is another way that we do that same kind of invitation to, to seek deep into God's word and to seek deep into the invitation that God gives us through that word. If you haven't had a chance to participate in such a thing, I'm surprised because you're a part of Seventh Avenue and this has been going on a long time. But I invite you to do that uh, the week that's coming up next to be there in Tahoe to seep deeply into this beautiful surrounding and the words that are offered there. This gives time for communal discernment as well as individual discernment. There are so many ways that this community prays with and for one another through small groups, through the prayer chain, in our nature, the invitation for the seventh to listen to the podcast, but to do it somewhere in nature or observing nature. There are just so many ways that this community gathers in prayer. So when I came to today's lesson and was sitting with it, I thought, well, this is a perfect passage to explore with the Seventh Avenue folks, because you all are a people of prayer. And so I, being a person who loves alliteration, thought, okay, this gives us a chance to ponder prayer, peace. And from my pondering of the passage about prayer, I came up with four Ps that really jumped out at me about place, about petition, about persistence, and about purpose. And so as we come to this passage today, you're going to hear a lot of P's coming from this, and hopefully they aren't hitting too hard on the mic. But how are we invited to consider this act of prayer, of relationship with the divine, of deepening our own sense of call through the words that Jesus offers here, as well as through his own actions. And so let's look together at this passage and consider those four Ps, place, petitions, persistence, and purpose. First, it opens up with this very first phrase that says, Jesus was in a certain place. So there are certain places that are more conducive to praying than others. Doesn't mean you always have to be there to be able to pray, but there are certain places that are more conducive to it, such as this space, such as the Malibu Retreat Center or Tahoe's Retreat Center, nature out on a trail. For me, a labyrinth. I love going over to Grace Cathedral and walking either the outdoor or indoor labyrinth. But there are also, have you ever been to the Land's End Labyrinth? It gets destroyed and rebuilt many times. It has been rebuilt again, and it is a new configuration. And so I invite you, if you're able to get out to the Land's End Trail, it, there are a lot of stairs, so it's not for, for everyone. But if you're able to get there, <laughs> and it's out on a ledge, so again, it's not for everyone, but it is a beautiful spot to walk and to take in the beauty of the area and to consider God's call for your life. Place really can matter. 
it can bring you to that place of being open to something new, to experiencing the divine in a new way, or to remember the divine in a way that maybe has been absent for you. Sometimes we feel God's absence more than God's presence. And so when we go to a certain place, perhaps that allows us to feel God's presence again when it's been missing for us. So place, it's important. But sometimes the necessity of the moment is what is urgent as opposed to the place. I have a friend who, when she goes to visit people in uh, hospitals, if she's driving, she will take a moment as she parks. She parks as far away as she can from the hospital um, in the parking lot, if she's going to a parking lot, so that she can walk across the parking lot. And as she does so, she can pray to get herself into that right space for visiting someone there, to be God's presence with them. And so for her, that is a way to kind of make the most of the place that she is in to help center her and to get her in, uh, to be a vessel for God's love. Do you have a special place? As I'm talking about place for prayer, does something come to your mind? Where is a place for you that holds a lot of meaning and helps you to really feel connected to the divine? Think about that as you think about prayer. What is the role of place for you in your prayer life? The second P that we're invited to think about is petitions. So here we have one of two versions of the Lord's Prayer that's offered to us in the, in the Gospels. This one is shorter, straight to the point, really gets to the, uh, to the petitions that uh, Luke wanted us to know about as far as praying to God. Luke invites us to, through Jesus' words, praise God, to praise God and to pray for God's kingdom to be realized. And in Matthew, Matthew adds the words, on earth as in heaven. But here Luke doesn't say that, just says, your kingdom come. You know, it's too urgent to waste a lot of time on words. Sometimes we can be flowery with our words, but sometimes we need to get straight to the point. What are we praying for? We are praying to praise God, and we are praying to invite God's kingdom to be real, to be realized in our, in our lives and in our world. From that, we are invited to move into praying for our own needs and for the needs of others. It's not just a me, it's an us in this prayer. Give us today our daily bread. So it is a collective prayer in which we are represented. So our individual needs, as well as the collective needs, are represented in this very short phrase. And then we need to pray for forgiveness, not just for ourselves, but so that we can be forgiving of others as well. Ooh, boy, isn't that a hard thing. It is for me. Praying for myself for forgiveness is hard enough, but to pray to forgive others that's hard. I like to hang on to my grudges sometimes. But this I'm told, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to pray to let them go. Let them go. And let God deal with that person as God will. Let God do the judging, not me. So I am to ask God for help with that, because God knows I need help with that. And so those are the petitions, those very simple petitions that Jesus puts out when the disciples say, what are we supposed to do when we pray? 
John told his disciples what to do when, he, when they were praying. Please help us to know what you think we should do. But Jesus says those few words and then moves into a couple of parables to, to say that there's actually a little bit more that you can do. You can ask, you can seek, and you can knock. There's more that you can do as you are asking these petitions. These are invitations to be bold in what we are praying for. Do not shy away for asking for what we need. Even when we are not first greeted with a good, an answer that seems uh, like what we are asking for, we are to continue to ask for that. And so Jesus says, ask, seek, and knock. Go ahead, do it. Put those petitions out there so that they can be known, so that someone can then potentially respond to them. And in the telling of those parables, those short little stories about people who were asking for things, Jesus shows us that we need to do the third P. We need to be persistent. Because at first, the friend was like, nah, it's too late. I'm already tired. I've got my PJs on. I've got my feet up. My kids are here. I don't want to get food for you, for your friend. You were short-sighted on not having something around. Why should I have to be inconvenienced by that? And God says, go ahead, ask again, ask again ask again. And finally, he will say, okay, I'm going to do it because at least then you'll go away, right? And then I can get back to being in my house and peaceful. So persistence. Sometimes I have a hard time asking for things more than once because I get a little annoyed when people ask me more than once for something, right? So I, I have to have patience. And I know that that's not easy for me, but to ask and ask and ask. When we know that there is a need to continue to ask, because maybe it will be the right time for that petition to be heard. Maybe sometimes we ask and nobody's able or ready to answer. But then we ask again, and perhaps at that point, somebody has come to a point in their own life where they can step up and respond. So just because we asked once and there wasn't a good response doesn't mean that if we ask again, there won't be at that point. Jesus says, go ahead, ask again, seek again, knock again, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Believe that your needs and the needs of the world are valid and are worthy of asking for. That's the hard part sometimes. Believing that what we are asking for is really valid and needs to be addressed. So go ahead, do it. Continue to ask for that. Don't shy away from it. Don't give up. Asking God, asking neighbors, asking friends. And that brings us to the purpose. What is the purpose of all of this anyways? We have heard, perhaps you've heard along with me many, many times that it's not that God needs us to ask because God knows all before we even ask of it. So it's like, well, then why would we even say it, right? Prayer is for us and for those around us as much as it is for God. Prayer is to help us name what we need or help us name what we see is needed in our world. It is to help us bring awareness into our lives and into the communal lives of what is it that is needed. 
What is it that is to be praised? What is it that is to be honored? What is it that is sought out and asked for? It's not all about just the needs, but it's also about the lifting up of praise, helping our heads and our hearts get into that right relationship with the divine, helping us realize that we are a part of something bigger than ourselves by naming it, by seeing it, and by lifting it up. That helps us to remember that we are not unto ourselves the ones that have to do everything. We don't have to have the answers for everything. We don't have to provide for everything. By naming it, we name that we need something greater than ourselves, somebody to come along and walk alongside us, somebody that God will bring to help supply whatever it is that we need. There are also those miracles that we don't know how to even understand, those times when we pray for something and it seems like there's just no way that something is going to happen in this place, and then it does. We pray for someone's cancer to go away, and it goes into remission. We can't explain it, but it does. And so we give great thanks to God. There have been so many studies that have tried to figure out what is this effect of prayer on people. And there are studies where they have people praying from very far away for people who don't even know that it's happening, and they're trying to see, is there anything there? Because our minds are rational, and we want to be able to explain it. Sometimes there are things that come from these studies, but mostly it's just, it's a mystery. It's a mystery, because we are dealing with the divine, and the divine is a mystery. So let's lean into that mysteriousness of God and say, God, I have no idea what's going on here, but you do. Help. We need something here. We need a miracle. If you're up for it, if that's what's going to go on, bring it. Bring it. We are going to lean into the mystery that is miracles all around us, knowing that God's answer is not always what we're hoping for, right? Sometimes we do hear about that miraculous cancer going away, and other times the cancer does not, and it takes our friend. It's not that we can always say, God's going to come through and make sure that, that my friend keeps living the way that I hope that she does. We wish it were so, but that is not the way that God has devised, devised our world to work. And so we lean into this prayer to find help and solace in those times when there is not the answer that we had hoped would be there. When that person is no longer with us, we lean into prayer to say, God, help me in my sa sadness. Help me in my solitude. Help, help those who are hurting because this person is no longer with us. Prayer is a mode of communication with God, a way of being in relationship with God. All good relationships require communication, and so this is a way for us to speak with the divine. And as our opening chant said, and when we listen, God speaks back. Prayer gives us that opportunity for us voicing praise, adulation, needs, petitions, and providing silence for God's word to speak to us as God's word will. Of course, it's a little tricky since God is ineffable 
is divine is so much out there, we can't always hear God's word in the way we wish that it would just sometimes. We say, I want to hear clearly, and we do. Sometimes there's a very clear, oh, yes, okay, God, I got it. You can stop now. Other times, it's like, God, I really wish that I could hear you more clearly. We are invited to sit in silence so that we can have those times of having our ears and our eyes and our hearts opened to seeing how God is speaking to us. God comes to us in so many ways. Who does God bring around us? How does God move in, in the situation around us that invites us to see that God is addressing our prayers? Maybe just not in the way we might have thought, but being open to seeing how God is there, supporting us through people that God brings around us, in the communities that we have, offering us help in ways that we might know to look for and ways that we might not. This is the purpose of prayer, to open us up to the possibilities of God's reality of love being made real in and through and around us. So as we sit with this, these words from the Gospel of Luke today, pondering prayer, may you also think about your own prayer life and these P's of place, petition, persistence, and purpose. Drawing on Jesus' example of his life of prayer, where he would go away regularly to certain places or also just praying in the midst of all those around him, Drawing on his example, may our own lives of prayer be enriched this week and into the coming weeks so that our lives may be a blessing to God, so that God can be a blessing to this world through us. Amen.
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
Let us pray. Holy One, you have fed us in word and in silence, in bread and community. For that, we give you our thanks and praise. Amen. As we go forth from this place today, I invite us to look for those opportunities to be in prayer in ways that we're used to and maybe in some new ways as well. Feel God's love pouring out to you through those opportunities so that you may pour God's love out to those around you. And as we do so, may the love of the God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen.